Praise God. You're welcome to church this morning. So just welcome someone by his side. Say you're welcome to church. Are you ready to hear the word of God? Is your mind ready to receive the word of God? Ask the person. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that breaks these hearts adoring. No poor lives spent with you. So light of the world, light of the world, you step down in. Open my eyes, let me see this beauty that makes this heart adore. Beauty that makes this heart hope of a life spent with and here I am to worship, and here I am to bow down, and here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely. You're all together worthy. You're all together wonderful to me. So, and I'll never know how much it costs. To see my sins upon the I never know now much it costs to see upon the Just begin to pray and say, Lord, open my heart to receive your word this morning. Let the light of your word shine upon me this morning. I am here as an expression of my worship to you. Lord, I'm here as an expression of my allegiance to you. Open my heart. Let my mind be receptive to your word. Bab says, the entrance of your word giveth light and understanding. And this morning I receive light, I receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Every ignorance is taken away in the name of Jesus. Lord, 
Lord, we are here this morning to receive your word. He said, they shall know the truth, and the truth shall set them free. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. We thank you this morning because the eyes of our understanding is enlightened by your word. Father, we pray that you be glorified even as we are edified this morning. Let your name be lifted high. Let your name alone be magnified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise God. It's good to see us in church this morning. And as we know, the theme of the year is what? The children of light. And there's something that has been reoccurring in the teachings and in the sermons that have been coming forth in this past Sundays. And that has been the emphasis, right, the emphasis on dealing with darkness. The emphasis on coming out of darkness and coming into light. Are we together? The, the emphasis of the fact that you need to leave the darkness where you are and the light of God should shine upon you. And last week we have Pastor Fred dealing with that as well in the context of salvation, the context of the basis of the judgment of God. And he emphasized on the fact that you need to be saved. You need to come into the light of God. And one scripture that just struck me, that made me to begin to wonder what can actually be the solution to that statement that was made. Let's open our scriptures to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Verse 19. It said, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. And people loved the darkness. And when I, when, when I, when I read the scripture, when Pastor Fred was teaching it, I began to think, what is the way that we can teach the word of God? Or what understanding is missing that makes men to love darkness? What is missing in the understanding of our theology or understanding of the scripture that makes men desire darkness? And while I was examining that, the title of this teaching came to me. And the title of this teaching is The Significance of the Light. You put a comma and you write Christ. The Significance of the Light. You put a comma or semicolon and you write Christ. And I begin to imagine, is it because people don't understand 
we don't have the knowledge of the importance of the light that we are being called to. We don't have the understanding of what this light entails. What is the light about? Where does the light come from? And this morning we'll be dealing with the importance, the significance of this light. You know, when somebody is presenting a gift to you and you don't really know the value of that gift, it's either you reject the gift or you treat the gift wrongly. It's either you look away and say, I don't want it, or you collect it and put it under your bed. Or you collect it and even give it out to someone. And that is an attitude of someone who loves darkness. That is an attitude of someone who does not value light. When the message of the gospel comes, you reject it, you ignore it, you prefer to remain in darkness because we don't understand the significance of the light. On the, other, on the other hand, for those who have received the light, there are certain levels of functionality that we need to exercise. But because we don't still understand the significance of this light, we are underperforming as Christians. Do we get that? We are underperforming because we do not understand the significance of this light. There are certain levels you should be spiritually. There are certain things that you should be doing. There's a way you need to shine. There are scenarios and circumstances of life that shouldn't break you down. But because we still don't understand the significance of this light, we get thrown off key. Do we get it? So this morning, the word of God is coming to us so that we can understand the significance of that light, which is Christ. And from the beginning, since we started this, the, the theme of the year, we've been saying that this light is a personality, right? The light is a personality. We know this light is Christ, right? That is the first thing we establish, that the light we're talking about is Christ himself. However, the scripture expresses lights or expresses Christ in different forms. He uses lights in different forms with reference to the source of the light. Are we getting it? So he uses light in different forms. So you see a place where it will say that the eyes is the light of the body, right? And it means something in connection to Christ. So your word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my path. It's reference to Christ, but he's using it in a different context. So in this teaching, we'll be learning about how this light is significant and how we can understand different scriptures using this light. The essence of, of this is to understand the importance of light for you to be able to first appreciate Christ. So if you are right, and the objective of this is first to appreciate Christ. That after we go through the significance and we understand what the light is, you'll be able to appreciate Christ and appreciate what he has done. You know, some of us don't understand the gravity of things. You don't understand the gravity of Christ being the light of the world. We'll check it today. First, the objective is for you to appreciate Christ. Secondly, is to appreciate yourself. If you have been born again, if you have received the word of God, if that word lives in you, if you live a righteous life, then you need to appreciate yourself. You need to value yourself. You need to know yourself. You need to know that you are the light. So first, to appreciate Christ. Second, to appreciate yourself. And thirdly, to hate darkness. 
in every of its variations to hate darkness. That is the essence we are, why I'm teaching this, why we're going through this teaching this morning. Another way you can put it is to actually understand the purpose because it entails the purpose of this light. What is this light for? What is, why is it important? You know, we've been going through series of pop, series on purpose on every Wednesday. And we've been talking about, you know, knowing the fact that your purpose is actually found in Christ. That you cannot find your purpose outside Christ. So in another way, this teaching is saying that you need to understand the purpose of this light. Because in that, you understand your own purpose. Hallelujah. All right. So the first significance of this light, the first significance of this light is that the light, the light produces life. The life, this, the, the light that we're talking about, the light, which is Christ, it produces what? Life. And what I'm going to be doing today is actually trying to walk through Genesis and teach Genesis in the context of Ephesians, in the context, in the context of Matthew, in the context of John. That is what I'm trying to do. To teach Genesis chapter 1 in the context of other scriptures, especially the epistles and the gospel. Let's open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. It's quite similar to Pastor Victor's teaching, but extracting certain things out. He said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, that is actually the beginning of a new dawn for the earth. The description of the earth you see there is that the earth was without form. The earth, the earth was in darkness. The earth was formless. So for life to actually begin to take place on earth, the first thing that must be manifest, that must be made manifest, is light. So it means that in darkness, nothing can be produced. Do you get it? That in darkness, nothing can, it's going to be nothing. Emptiness. And that is why you see that it said the earth was without form, it was formless, without vo um, it was void, and nothing was in it. Feel of filled with darkness. So the first significance of the light that is Christ is that that light produces life. It means that life cannot take place except there is light. You know, I wanted the ushers to actually help me put up the lights. And let's see how much we can continue to the end of the service. So just to, ex to just express to you that it is impossible for life to take place in darkness. Life only takes place when there is the light. And that light, we said, is a personality, and that light is Christ. Now, in the context of a new covenant, in the context of someone who is born again, if you don't have Christ, you are just like that earth that was described as in darkness. You are just like that earth that was described as formless, you are just like, exactly like that earth that was described as being void. Do you get the point? So for your life to really start, you need the light, you need the light of God to shine upon you. 
That is when your life, that's when your life starts. So you might have been living in different ways. You might have been achieving any, anything. You, know, you might have been living and moving about. But if you have not believed the gospel, right? If the light of God has not shined upon you, you are, like just, you are just the same as that earth that the scripture says it was form. It was without form, rather, and void and darkness. It means that you are living a formless life. You are living a life that is out of God and away from God. You are living a life that is void. So the significance is that for you to have life, you must let that light shine on you. And that is the same context of last week's message that talks about salvation. You must receive the gospel and come to the light of God. So if you have not received the gospel, you have not believed Christ, it means that the light of God has not shone on you. And your life has actually not started. It means that your life has actually not started. It means that you are like a dead person walking. That is what the scripture says. It means that the earth, the way it's empty, the way it's void, the way nothing can happen in that earth that is void and empty, nothing significant can happen, can, nothing significant or something significant cannot happen in your life. Nothing significant will happen in your life until that light produces life in you. Are we together? And this has been the message. Maybe if you understand that this life is actually for you to be productive. It's actually a new dawn. That's another way to put it. It's actually a new dawn for you. Maybe you will believe. And that is why I'm here to tell you this morning. That for transformation to take place in your life. For a change to take place. For you to become somebody that is productive enough. Then the light of God must shine on you. And you can see that that was the first thing that actually happened in the creation. Before every other thing was made. Because God understood the significance of this light. Are we together? It is this light that can translate you from the state of being dead to being alive. Right? This light that we're talking about, which is Christ, it is when you hold on him and believe him, that is when you come into life. John chapter 1. Let's go to scriptures. John chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It was in the beginning. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So we see that Christ being described here, it was through him that all things were made. It means that nothing can be made Except that light is made manifest. Except the light of God is made manifest to produce life in your, in your life. Nothing can be made in your life. It means that God, if he wants to make you into something, the first thing he does is to shine that light in your life. So for everyone here that is seated that wants to be, you, you know, you've yearned to be productive in life. You've yearned to achieve many things in life. You have plans and visions and everything set. The good news is that those things cannot take place until you come into the light of God. And that life is produced in you. It is the bedrock of everything that was created. So if you're looking at your life now and you see that you have not been in Christ, one of the things you must know is that your life has not started. Nothing 
can be created and made out of you until God speaks his life. And it simply means you love darkness. But when you believe and you begin to walk in the light of God, it means that the light of God has shone on you. And now you have life. And your life begins to function. The next thing, the next significance, right? If you're writing, the next significance is that it produces every other light. The next importance of this light is not just that the light produces life. The light produces lights. So it means that the light of God that we see, the light we are talking about, produces other lights that is existing. And if you go back to Genesis, you will see exactly the same thing. Just as Pastor Victor pointed in that time, that the light that you see in the first three verses, which is verse 3, and the light in verse 14 are two different lights. The light you see in verse 14 is a result of the light that was shown in verse 3. Are you getting it? So a light had to be shown for other lights to take place. A light has to be the master of every other light. And that is why you see scripture, we'll call him the father of lights. If you go to James, James tells you that he is the father of what? Of lights. It means that he himself is light that produces lights. So the second significance is that it, it, the, the light produces all the lights. It does not just make you alive. It doesn't just give you life as a Christian or give you life as an individual and you just continue to exist. But it produces you as light. It turns you to lights. So for every new creation believer, this is the reality of it. That you are light. Right? So if you have believed this morning, it means that you are, you are not just alive. You are a light that has been shone on because you have been translated, you have been transformed by God. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. Now, in this context, it's not talking about Christ. It's talking about you are the light of the world. Meaning that you have been produced by Christ. Is Christ saying this now. You have been produced by Christ and you can shine. So, it simply means that you cannot shine except there's the light that has shone on you. You know, I tried to get a picture to see how, how a light can shine on a glass and the glass can reflect. You are just a transparent glass. And you see the light of God shining upon you and then you can shine on others. So it means that on this earth, a man can only shine when God has shone on the person. And that is where we see that Second Corinthians, I think 4 verse 5 and 6, that talks about the light of God, the light of knowledge of God has shined on us. Let's go to Second Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Oh, sorry, I think that's 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 5. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Christ as the Lord, and ourselves as your servants, for Christ's sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, 
as shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So the light of the knowledge of the glory of God is shining through you. Because you, light has shined upon you. So if you're a new creation person, if you have believed, it means that the light of God is shining upon you. The work of the recreation only takes place when there is light. So for you to be recreated, for you to be transformed, you can only be transformed, you can only shine as light when the light of God has been produced in you. It means that you do not have a light of your own. Are we together? It means that I do not have a light of my own. You do not have a light of your own. The light that we are shining is the light of Christ that has shone on you. So if you want to shine, if you want to, you know, many people these days really want to shine. You want to shine on social media. You want to shine in your class. You want to shine in any of those things. Actually, that's not the shine we're talking about. We are talking about the shining of the knowledge of God. The shining of the power of God. The shining of the presence of God. The shining of the immeasurable greatness of his power that is at work in you because you have believed. Do you get it? That is the shining we are talking about. So the light produces other lights. So it means that you are light. That is why we have the theme of the year as children of light. Because there is the father of lights. Right? Because we have the father of light, we have the children of light. So one significant is that the light produces other lights. So if you want to be a light in this world, right? If you want to be the light that the scripture talks about, you must believe and let the light of God do what? Shine upon you. If you want to be the light to the nations, if you want to go out of the darkness of this world, you must let the light of God continually shine upon you. Hallelujah. The third significance of this light is that this light gives you direction. This light gives you direction. From every confusion, from every misleading that you have gone through, this light gives you direction. Psalms 119 verse 105. And in this context, I'm going to show us how the three lights reflect Psalm 119, verse 105. said, your word is the lamp on my feet and the light to my path. It's talking about your word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. Talking about getting direction. Now, if you read Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, or starting from first, uh, John chapter 1, rather. If you read John chapter 1, it tells you that that light is Christ. Are we together? So we see that in John chapter 1, it talks about the Christ being the light. And when you read Matthew chapter 5 verse 17, he says that you are the light. Verse 14 through verse 17. He says that you are the light and you cannot be hidden. Right? That is the second context. The third context is Matthew 6 verse 22. Let's go there, please. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22. It says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So is your eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy and your whole body, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
So in this context, it's not talking about Christ as the light, but it's talking about your spiritual eyes being enlightened. So it's talking about your spiritual perspective being alive. Let me explain that scripture very well to you. He said, if the eye is the lamp of the body, it means that the eye gives direction to the body. Right? So it says that if your eye is LD, it means that the healthiness means that light of Christ has shone on you. The light of Christ has shone on you. That is what makes you healthy as a person. The light of God has shone on you. That is what makes you strengthened as a person. So if that high is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So it means that a light has shone on you that makes your whole body to be full of light. Now, let's get it. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So it means that if you are totally disconnected from God, right, you are in darkness. But look at what it said. It said, if then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Do you know why it says how great is that darkness? You know why? Because the world does not have a light to give you. And if you are not in Christ, it means that you are in darkness. So the eye of your body, your spiritual perspective is darkened. You are now in a darkened world. How great is that darkness? Do we get it? It means that you are not in Christ. You are unhealthy. Your body is unhealthy because it does not have a light that is shining on it. Your eye is unhealthy. When you see things, you don't, you don't have a spiritual eye to understand the things of the spirits. Because you are dead. And as a matter of fact, that means you are in darkness. And because the world is full of darkness on its own, it means that that darkness that you are is a great one. Praise God. So in these three contexts, the Christ being the light, you being the light that has been produced by the light, and direction being received, shows the significance of this light. So it means that this light actually gives direction. If you go back to Psalms 119 verse 105, it means that the light gives direction. It guides your paths. It tells you what to do and what not to do. It instructs you. You don't just live your life the way you want, but that light gives you direction. It gives you focus. It helps you to be on track. It helps you to stay on the course of God's purpose for your life. That is the direction. That is the touch significance. Maybe by this, if you understand that the reason why we have not been able to chart a course for our life is the fact that we've not received direction from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Say, I receive direction from the Word of God. I'm the light of the world, and I receive direction from the Word of God. People who love darkness, they don't receive this direction. So if you love darkness and you see yourself that when the word of God gives you instruction, you find it hard to obey. You find it hard to receive. When the word of God comes from the pupils, it's difficult for you to hold on to it. Then you have to remind yourself that one of the significance of that light is to give direction. It's to help you to, to obey. It helps to give obedience to you. The, the fourth part of it, the fourth significance of this light, the fourth significance of this light 
is that this light helps you to shine. It is for shining. It is not for you to keep. I'll go back to, I'll just backtrack a little bit and show you this explanation of the light being a source of direction and guidance. I'll backtrack a little bit and go back to that. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. You will see that the light in verse 14 is for direction. It says, and God said, let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. That is direction. For all the day-to-day activity, to tell you that it is, it is day now, then you can function. It is night now, then you can go to bed. This is summer, this is winter, this is autumn, this is spring. It is those lights that shine the same way the light shine in seasons to give a sign and to tell you that this is summer, this is winter, this is spring, is the same way you are to shine, even in the darkness of this world. And this is the message that because you are light does not mean that there's no night and darkness again. Are you getting me? Because you are light does not mean that darkness does not exist. If you go to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 5, We'll go there and then we'll see. It only means that in darkness, you can shine. At night, you can shine. It's the same thing that is here. It's not that God said darkness will cease to exist. He didn't banish darkness in Genesis chapter 1. He only separated darkness from light. And there is both day and there is night. And what he did was to produce the light that will be shining even when the darkness And the night is taking place. And that is what God did in Christ. To produce us as light. To be able to shine even in the darkness of this world. So if you look around you, there there is a lot of darkness taking place. You will see wars and rumors of wars. You will see evil in high places. You see disobedience to God and rebellion. But because you are the light of the world, your own function is to shine. So the light you have received is actually for shining. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. So you have life. You have been reproduced as light. You receive direction. And the fourth one is that you have to shine. It says, now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourself are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. For you are not in darkness, brothers, for that the day to surprise you like a thief. Now, hold on. That you are not in darkness is not talking about you are not existing in darkness. It's talking about the fact that you are not ignorant. That is what it means. So if you are looking at it, it will contradict what I've said before. 
that there's darkness all around the world and there is night. It will contradict it. But I have to explain that to you that that darkness that says that you are not in darkness means that you are not ignorant. You are not unaware of the fact that there is the day called the day of the Lord. Right? So we've been able to establish that. Now let's continue reading. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for the day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as those, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be awake and be sober. Why are you awake? Because it's night and there is darkness. You have to keep alert. You have to be aware. You have to shine the light of God in you because the darkness covers the head. If we go to Isaiah chapter 60, let's go there. Isaiah chapter 60. I think that explains it much more that we exist in darkness. But we are not darkness and we are not night. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nation shall do what? Come to your light. The nations will come to your light because they have seen that the whole earth is filled with what? Darkness. So the, 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 the people, the nations, can only come to your light when you shine that light. Do we get it? The nations can only come to your light when you allow the light of God to shine through you. Because it's when they see the light, they will come. So the earth is actually filled with darkness. And you can bear witness to that in what has been happening in the world in just this past three days. You can see the darkness of war. You can see the darkness of evil happening all around. You can see leaders of the world coming with different solutions, accusing each other. You know, if you are in, if you are in the kind of field I am, it's, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating because your job as someone who studies international relations, you only have one job, to avoid war and to promote peace. That's it. It's very frustrating because the scriptures made us to know that the only way to peace is this scripture. But you go to school and you study all that to look for peace. <laughs> I'm studying it as well. That is why we are there. That is why we can shine the light of the gospel in those contexts. Do we get it? We can see the darkness of the world, the darkness of sin. But the peace that can come can only come through the word of God shining upon you and you being able to shine to the world. And the nations can do what? Come to your light. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 says, you cannot have a lamp, you cannot have a light and keep it under your bed. It means that you don't understand the significance of that lamp. It means that you don't have an understanding that that is what the world is actually looking for. So as Christians, you must believe and know that what the world is looking for is that's your light. Praise God. There will always be seasons of darkness and light. As you have lived in this world, you know this very well. That there will always be seasons of darkness and night. 
and there will always be day and light. The difference between you as a believer that passes through the darkness and night and and the unbeliever that passes through the darkness, the same darkness, is the fact that you come out of darkness and night stronger as a believer. But you see, as an unbeliever, most of the time when they come out of darkness, they come out of darkness more destroyed or more defeated. Do we get the point? So darkness and night will always exist. But the light of God that is in you will continue to shine until the coming of the Lord. That is when every darkness and light will be put away. But as long as this earth continues to exist, it will continue to happen. So in your life, there will be times of darkness. In the times and things you are going through, you will see night. But the question is, you must understand that the light in you must do what? Must shine. The light in you must shine. Just like in that Genesis, where God did not take away light, did did not take away darkness, sorry, did not take away night, but separated them. You have been separated so that when there is a manifestation of darkness, you can shine. So it means that when you are going through darkness in your life, your responsibility is not to go back or backtrack and begin to look for light somewhere else. The light that is going to shine is in you. So this is one significant. Is in you. The light that is going to change the world, the light that is going to transform this earth, is in you. And it is your duty to actually shine. So let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, which is our key scripture. Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm reading from verse 7. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are the light. You are light in the Lord. Now, this emphasizes the fact that you are light in the Lord. It means that only in the Lord can you be a light. It means that outside of the Lord, you are what? Darkness. So, only in the Lord can you be a light. Just to reemphasize that. It's a walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So as children of light, one of the ways to walk is to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. In every situation you find yourself, in every decision you are meant to make, in everything you'll be doing on this earth, you have to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't be simple. Don't take things as they are just there. You see things happening in your life, don't take it for granted. You see someone misbehaving, don't, don't look at it from the physical. That is what it means. Be able to discern things. You see the wars happening around the world. Something should tell you something. You see nation rising against nation. Something should tell you something. That is how to walk as children of light. It tells you something and you take action. And we'll see what action we will take in this verse. So when you see darkness, we'll, we'll look at the scripture and see what action should be taken. He said, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So I said, don't take things for granted. Let the eyes that is enlightened by God, that's your spiritual eyes, let it be 
active all the time, discerning what is pleasing to God. And now said, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now, I need to ex explain this, expose them to us. Exposing them is one of the ways to shine, right? You expose the work of darkness. Now, it doesn't mean that you see someone committing adultery and you say, hey, you are committing adultery. Or you see someone stealing and you call out the person that the person is stealing. The person that is stealing knows he's stealing. Are you aware of that? The person that is committing adultery knows that he's committing adultery. The person that's committing fornication knows he's committing fornication. The person that lied knows. So you are not exposing it by calling it out. Do you get it? You are not exposing it by telling the person this is what you are doing. The person knows what they are doing. The Bible says that they have only sealed their conscience with hot iron. So the person is aware. The one who sinned knows he has sinned. Even those that have not heard the gospel, by the virtue of the conscience of God that is in them, they are able to discern what is right and what is wrong. So they have a moral compass. So you calling it out is not exposing it. So the question is, what is exposing it? Let's check it. He said, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, when anything is exposed by light, so what is the light? The light is Christ. So you bring light to the person. You don't tell the person this is what you're doing, right? What you do is you bring the message of Christ that is light to the person. That is the only thing that can make that person come to light. So let's check it. It said, if anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that, is, that becomes visible is light. So it means that the works of darkness... As Christians, as believers, it is your function to expose them. Not calling them out and saying, this is what you're doing. Because they know what they're doing. Right? But telling them about the message of Christ, teaching the gospel, bringing light that you have to them. Please, media team, can I see how much time I have left? So, to expose darkness, it means that you have to bring the message of Christ. You have to shine your own light. It means that if you want to expose darkness, if you see someone having a struggle with something, you tell the person how God has delivered you, not call the person out. Do you get it? So, you say, the scripture is able, the Bible is able to deliver you, the word of God is able to deliver you, and that is you presenting light to the person. And tell the person, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That is another way to expose the works of darkness. So because there's the truth, which is the word of God, which is the light, which is the message of Christ, you bring the truth to the person. And that exposes the person's darkness. And it becomes light. So it means that every work of darkness is only transformed into light when it meets light. So if somebody's committing a particular sin, I can't come and call out the sin. Calling it out is saying that this is darkness. And that cannot produce light in another darkness. Do we get it? But when you call out lights, you call forth light, just like the scripture says that God has called out light out of darkness. So it means that you also have to do the same thing by calling light out of that place. And it means that you have to call the scripture, you have to teach the word of God, you have to shine, you have to live a life 
that can shine and expose the works of darkness. So it is in that that things become very visible. It is in that that the life of people are transformed. I wrote it, I said, you display the works of righteousness, right? It said, let your good works be made known, right? Shine that your good works would be known. Now, we're not talking about showing off that I'm righteous. I'm not talking about self-righteousness. But I'm talking about the fact that you are displaying the light of God, the righteousness that is in you. It means that you live a life that is pleasing to God. You have discerned what is right, and you are doing it. And someone who is in darkness, seeing that, would be able to come into light. Lastly, the last significance is that the light is needed for continuity. It's needed for consistency. The light we are talking about is needed for consistency, for continuity in your life. It means that if you detach yourself from that light, you will die. That is the significance of that. So you have come to light, you have believed, you know the word of God, you are shining, and at some point in your life, maybe there are darkness and night, and you decide to come out of that light or to seek your own light. It means that you are returning back to the works of darkness. So for you to continue to be productive, for you to continue to be effective, for you to continue to shine, it means that you need that light. You know, Pastor Chidi used to give a very interesting scenario that as long as you plug a TV or a gadget to the socket, it remains functional when you put it on and it begins to function. The moment you disconnect it, it's dead. That is what happens to us when you disconnect yourself from the light. So for you to have a life that is consistently developing, productive, effective, efficient and being the purpose of what God has called you for, you need to remain in that light. And that is why Jesus would say, if you abide in words, abide in me. Because he is the light. So if you abide in him, you will continue to shine. If you detach from him, it means you will die. So one of the significances is that it is very necessary for you to be consistent in everything. Most of the time in our lives, we have been able to, you know, there are times that you walk with God, and at some point, you begin to seek your own light. It's because you have detached yourself from the light. It is important that you continue to remind yourself that the light of God is shining on me. I have the light of God, and I will remain consistent in it. You know, you have many people who say, oh, we, have, we, we, we were Christians before, you know, we've done all this church thing. We used to do it. We were FCS presidents. You know, we used to, I used to be the one who gives the priests the water to drink. And, and that is very interesting. And the question you ask them is, what about now? What about now? What are you doing now? Where are you now? So it's the same question I'm trying to ask this morning. That what about you now? Are you still shining? Are you still walking in the consistency of that light? For you to remain relevant in God, for you to remain someone who he can make something out of, you have to remain in that light. And if you go back to Genesis, you will discover that every other thing continued to take place under the umbrella of that light. Every other thing. Until man decides to leave the light, 
That is when darkness set in. Do we get it? Everything was perfect until man chose darkness, which is disobedience. That is when darkness, the real darkness of sin set into the place. So for consistency, for continuity, for everything to continue to work for good in your life, you need that light. So this morning, I'd just like us to bow down our heads and just begin to pray and say, Lord, help me to remain in your light. Just say, Lord, help me to remain in your light. Now I understand the significance of this light. I understand that without this light, I am dead. Without this light, I remain in darkness. I just want us to take time out to pray. And say, Lord, help me to remain in the light of Christ. Just begin to say, Lord, I, I, am, alive in, I am alive in Christ. I receive the word of God. If you are here and you have not believed, just say, Lord Jesus, I believe. I receive this light and I'm alive in the name of Jesus. I start a new dawn in my life. There is a transformation that is taking place in my life. Just say, Lord, I believe you. I believe your word. I believe that Christ came to die and that I might have life and have it abundantly. I allow the light of God to shine upon me this morning. I allow the light of God to penetrate to every part of my life. Just pray, say, I receive direction from this light in the name of Jesus. I receive direction in every area of my life that I seem to be confused, that I seem not to know what to do. At every junction, Lord, I receive strength. I receive direction in the name of Jesus. The eyes of my understanding is enlightened. My spiritual eyes is enlightened in the name of Jesus. I am not confused in, every, in any situation. I'm not confused. I have understanding in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray and say, Lord, help me to shine my light. Even in the darkness of this world, Lord, help me to shine my light. Help me to shine even in the nights of my life. Even when I experience circumstances that looks like darkness. When I go through circumstances that looks like night, Lord, help me to shine. Help me to remind myself that I'm the light of the world. That I will not continue to look for light somewhere else. That I will not begin to seek light in the darkness of this world. But I will shine just as Christ has shone on me. Whether people are seeing me or not, Lord, help me to shine. In my corners, in the corners of my room, where I, where I find myself in my workplace, in my interaction with the people of this world, Lord, I shine as light. So, Lord, help me to call out light out of darkness. Help me to call light out of darkness. Even as you did that in Genesis, Scripture says, God called light out of darkness. Help me to call light out of darkness. In every darkness that I identify in my life, in this world, in, in, in associations where I find myself. Help me to always call light out of darkness. To expose the work of darkness by sharing the word of God. By shining the light of Christ. So Lord, help me to always be reminded of the reality that I'm the light of the world.
Just say this last prayer and say, Lord, till I die, I will never leave the light of God. Till I die, I continue to abide in you. Father, till I die, till I return to you, Lord, I will continue to abide in you. I will continue to abide in you in the name of Jesus. Say, not, not things of this present shall separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I remain in you. I abide in you. Now that I know the significance of this light, I remain in you. Not the challenges that I go through, not angels shall separate me from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, help me to shine in every situation. Even as I've received the light, help me to shine. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. Thank you because you have opened our eyes to understand the importance of the light, which is Christ. We just pray that you help us to shine every day of our lives. That the darkness of this world will not overpower us. Help us to shine in every situation we'll find ourselves. Help us to show the light of Christ. Help us to manifest righteousness. Help us to expose the work of darkness by bringing the light of Christ. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. the Lord. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome your neighbor to church and say, you're welcome to church. With a smile on your face, say, you're welcome to church. Yes, so while we are welcoming the newcomers, please let's